closing. Where'd you go? The fuck? Come on, Binga. We should be. Peekaboo. Hey. I see you. What the fuck, man? Look at this. Grow the fuck up, dude. Grow the fuck up. This galaxy play. <coughs> uh, they don't. I was looking at that. I don't think they played. So, yeah. Oh, they planned on the next week. So you're a galaxy fan. Now. You're a galaxy fan. No. Oh, fuck no. For uh, for the. No, deal? but I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be over there. Okay. All right. I'm. You're I'm ready? gonna go. Um, me and Diego are gonna hang out next uh, next Saturday. That's cool as fuck. That's honestly cool. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Are you ready? In five, four, three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Top Flight Podcast. You know what it is. You know what we're here to do. Back on screen today, beautiful Austin, Texas. You already know where we're at. I'm with the boys. We got Neff with the back-to-back appearance on the Top Flight Pod. Wait, not back-to-back. I'm tripping. We had a we had a studio episode already. My bad. It's all good. Let me just redo it. Five. For back to back. No, because we had a we had one in this in the studio, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh no, it is back to the last one we did was Skype, right? Mm-hmm. We yeah. haven't had an episode. This okay, I'm tripping. So it, it it was good. All right, three. I'll wait till all right, two, one. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Top Fly Podcast. You know what it is. You know what we're here to do. Back on screen today, beautiful Austin, Texas. I'm with the boys. We got Neff with back-to-back appearances on the Top Fly Pod, and we got Eric, the topic and stat contributor of the Top Fly Podcast. Interesting episode that we got to get to today. Y'all, I'm sorry that y'all have to be here for the funeral that this episode is going to be because our boys got bodied. Well, at least my boys and Neff's boys because Eric got the Inter Miami jersey here uh, tonight for the Top Flight Podcast and I almost got a rash from it. I'm not even going to lie. Like from the screen, I almost got a rash from this Inter Miami jersey. But real quick, Eric, welcome to the pod. First of all, tell us, why are you wearing that? Uh, just got off of Sunday League team, Sunday League team. And then, you know, I saw Messi and I was like, wait, 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 wait. I have one of those jerseys. I got to support the GOAT. So, you know, I'm always repping that to Miami. I'm not a fan, but, you know, I got to rep the real GOAT, not that rat Ronaldo. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, Neff, uh, that's a perfect way to bring you into the pod. I mean, I feel like he just sent shots at you with that, uh, with that phrase, with that quote there. But, Neff, come back to, uh, you know, just breathe. We're here for Austin FC first. We get to Europe second. But how are you doing tonight? Welcome to the pod. Well, now I'm disgusted. Uh, fair, fair. Last night and then right now, yeah, I think uh, we might have to take a little break so I can go throw up, honestly. <laughs> How are you tonight, though? Good, good. Uh, you know, just uh, trying to dissect and analyze what, what happened last night. Uh, unfortunate, yeah. but we're good. Dissect and analyze, I think that's very proper ways of putting it. Um, 
on Twitter and on Instagram comments, I've seen people put it in different different words, I guess you could say. They didn't really say it just like that. But uh, dissect and analyze is exactly what we're going to do uh, tonight here on the show, the St. Louis match, which was the most goals we've ever conceded in club history. Six goals. The, the previous record was, uh, um, was, was, was owned by FC Dallas. They dropped five on us at Q2. I think that was when Pepe and... Um, Ferreira were partners in that FC Dallas team, and they were just yep. blazing through the MLS, especially Q2 Stadium. But before we get into the party, you know, obviously I got to plug in uh, just a couple things real quick. We're on TV.com. Uh, the we're, what you need to know and the run it backs that are uh, put out there by JC, my G Scott, and also Football Critic. Shout out to Football Critic for. Uh, getting to Austin after a long time. He's going to be here soon. Uh, he's going to be at Q2 Stadium here soon. That's what I meant to say, but shout out to my G. I also want to plug in the watch party that's coming up. Y'all don't forget that's next Saturday versus the FC Dallas team that we're going to face. That's going to be at the Walnut Creek pub. It's going to be probably a blast. I'm going to say now I do have to mention that parking is going to be a little bit of a, of a headache. So I do recommend uh, you get there early if you are going to go get there early. And if you can't carpool, if you don't carpool, Lyft, Uber. Uh, we're getting the code here soon for you because the establishment agreed to pay $5 off of your Uber fare or your or your, or your Lyft fare. So that'll be a bit of a help for everybody that wants to Lyft or Uber there. But uh, there's going to be five TVs there. So it'll be all showing the Austin FC game. And we're going to have uh, like a mic set up to have a... A, a live post-match Twitter space kind of discussion. So if you've enjoyed Twitter spaces, uh, we're going to have a bit of a live one uh, at that uh, at that Walnut Creek pub on Saturday after the game. So make sure to, to join us, and hopefully I see a bunch of y'all there. So uh, let's get into the show, y'all. Now we can finally get into the show, and we're going to start off by just getting y'all's overall thoughts. And if I'm going to start off with you. I know in the intro you said you felt a little bit disgusted. So uh, your overall thoughts, bro. Uh, well, like I said, it was honestly, I mean, this, disgusted in this as a fan, right? You know, and tactical, uh, tactically as well. I just didn't see anything new. I didn't see anything hopeful towards the next couple games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's not really much we can add to that, honestly. It's just a, a woeful display, honestly. Interesting. Woeful display. Interesting choice of words there. Eric, I want to get your overall thoughts on last night's match. Now, you're a bit of a neutral view. You say you don't support Austin FC. I really think that that you don't. Um, some of your takes honestly get under my skin and it gets me mad. So uh, maybe from your neutral point of view, bro, what do you think uh, happened last night with Austin FC? What were your overall thoughts? These guys were asleep. They didn't want to play. They didn't want to win. They didn't want to mm-hmm. fight. I saw a game of men versus boys, and it took 60-plus minutes for this team to actually turn up and almost turn it around, but it was already far away too late. So it was fun watching it as a neutral, but, you know, I love you guys, and, you know, now you guys feel my pain from a United fan, you know? So, yeah. Interesting. 
Interesting. You say that we feel your pain as a United fan. All right, we'll see. Interesting there. Now, Eric, real quick, one thing you said that uh, before we get into the lineup discussion, you said that we almost kind of turned it around. There was a moment where Drusi gets a ball back from Bruin. Now, this didn't make it onto the highlights on YouTube, if that's where um, you're rewatching it, I guess. Uh, this one didn't make it onto those highlights. Bruin gets it back to Drusi, and Drusi with space, with time around, like the penalty spot, he just puts it over the bar. And you think to yourself, man, 2022 Drusi puts that into the back of the net like if he's eating a freaking apple pie, dude, or if he's drinking mate, whatever they do, right? Uh, at that moment, if that would have gone into the back of the net, just like Eric, just like Eric said, close to maybe turning it around, maybe coming back, it could have been 3-2 right there. It could have been 3-2, and that's what was very frustrating because after that chance, St. Louis went down the field, and they put it into the back of the net and made it 4-1. It was it was just it was it was a freaking gut punch. And uh, Will Bruin actually said, you know, kind of uh, that uh, every goal that St. Louis scored after they, you know, had some hope, it just felt like a bit of a gut punch. Uh, I'm gonna get some quotes here from Bruin and uh, from from Wolf, but first, uh, I want to get into the lineup discussion, y'all. Now, when this lineup dropped. A lot of people went to Twitter and they were talking about it immediately. Uh, we had a pregame Twitter space. Uh, it was eh, a bit light. It was about 20 folks in there, maybe maybe less than that. Um, but it was pretty good discussion. A lot of people were already raising their their concern. Uh, there was people already tweeting out hashtag Wolf out. Some people were criticizing Memo over Rigoni. Some people here saying uh, memo over Fondry. So, Neff, I want to get your thoughts on the lineup when it dropped. What were you thinking? I mean, before we get into some names and how they kind of lined up, what, what was the first thing that went into your mind when you saw this lineup, bro? Uh, well, my my initial thoughts right away were memo and hedges. Uh, I didn't honestly think that memo was going to be going into the starting 11 right away. Just it was because, a surprise. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Wolf does not have a history of yeah. uh, bringing uh, uh, signings in right away. And then I guess Hedges shouldn't be too much of a surprise. Uh, just, uh, just so we can allow Ring back in the in the midfield. But, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that as well. Later on, It's he went back to playing center back. So uh, those, those are my two things, really. Uh, and Wolf, too. The, oh, Wolf still still on the starting eleven. Yeah, that was that was somebody that was criticized a lot in this game, especially him starting again over Alex Ring because he is available on the bench. But we're going to get into those players here in a bit. Eric, I want to get your thoughts real quick on uh, really what was the, the first thing that came into your mind when you saw this lineup? Because I saw that you were keeping up with the pregame Twitter space uh, and also you have neutrally followed Austin FC enough to have a bit of a take on the players that are on the field and the players that are not on the field. So what were you thinking whenever you saw a name like Maxi on the field, bro? I, I saw rotation. I saw something that I would never imagine in a million years, a 4-4-2 after this three-week break. Point. So point. It surprised me. It was, it yep. was maybe something can happen. Maybe something can work. There is an element that of surprise to the other team that, you know, St. Louis wasn't expecting but at the end of the day, it's just it just doesn't work. I just think that everything that they try, it's just not clicking. And see, you mentioned that 442, and it was criticized uh, on the LDR Slack group that I mentioned. Shout out to my boys from uh, Los Del Rio Slack. 
we were saying on there, we were like, hey, don't trust the Apple TV pregame lineups because maybe seven or eight out of out of ten times they're incorrect, right? But you saw a name like Memo, just like how Neff mentioned, and you're thinking maybe, okay, this is something odd. This is not something that Josh Wolf is known to do, to plug in a player that we just got from the from the um, transfer market, right? That's not something that, that Josh Wolf did. So maybe that's what opened the the possibility to truly playing a 4-4-2. But even on uh, Twitter and on Reddit, I believe, there was the uh, discussions of maybe us defending in that 4-2-2. Uh, sorry, 4-4-2. But kind of in the, uh, in the attack, if you paid attention to Drusy, he was kind of a bit of floater. He was doing whatever he wanted. At times, I saw him playing next to Maxi, and at times, I saw him playing behind Maxi. So I don't know if y'all have a different take on that, but going forward in the attack, I think it was the typical Austin FC, uh, you know, that kind of 4-3-3, but is it really kind of like a 4-2-3-1? You know what I'm saying? With the with that lone striker at the top, which was Maxi. But at times, like I said, I did see Sebastian Drusy playing right next to Maxi. Now, Maxi was another name that had a lot of people confused because you see, you think of the recent, um, the recent, I guess, contributions that Zardis has been giving Austin FC. He is coming back of an of an injury, yes. But you see a guy like Maxi, you think, no, there's no way Zardis has to be starting in this game. So, uh, real quick, let's go through the lineup. We have John Gallagher uh, as right back, Julio Cascante as a center back, Matt Hedges as a, as a center back as well, Adam Lunkovic at left back. Maybe that was a bit of a uh, a shocker for some fans. Brad Stuver in goal with one of the lowest ratings I've ever seen him get, a 4.8. I want to get into him here in a bit. Owen Wolf in the midfield. Danny Pereira in the midfield as well with him. Thing one and thing two, I was giving them praise in the pregame because credit to them, they do work well together. I do have to say that. But sometimes I feel like Owen Wolf lets Danny down in some cases. And by the way, Danny, his thigh is taped up to the max. It's a bit of a concern. It's getting there. And just like I mentioned, so Sandrusi, Maximiliano Urruti, a uh, bit of our attacking options. And then Finley ended up being on the right, Memo on the left, which was a big surprise, just like Neff mentioned. Uh, let's see. I want to get Neff's opinion. Let's let's get into Memo real quick, if we can spend two minutes on him. Neff, what was your take on his debut? I'm going to bring up what the fans had to say on Instagram about Memo. But what did Neff think about Memo's debut for Austin FC? Uh, I, I think he had a pretty solid debut. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I guess he stood out a little bit most than the other guys. He, he didn't really have anything too, too bad to be said about him. He had that chance, which I think he set himself up pretty well, but it's just a finish didn't, didn't, um, wasn't there for him. Yep. Uh, but other than thing, I think he had a decent average game, which is not bad for his debut. I mean, he'll get a, He'll get uh, acclimated to his teammates and everything else. Um, he he might be able to give us some uh, type of game contribution along with Drusy, uh, so maybe similar to what Diego did. I don't know. Could that's be. the question. That's the question that I was going to get to. Yeah. That's the million-dollar question right now. Is Memo giving us similar things or you know just glimpses? Because it's only been, what, 50 minutes, he, did, he didn't even get the full 90, right? So it's only been 50, 60 yeah. minutes of Memo. The million-dollar question right now, Nif, and I'm going to ask you, is do you think that Memo is going to be able to give us Diego kind of numbers at the end of this season, I guess you could say? I don't know that he's going to give us the numbers. I think he has definitely potential to give us on-the-field performances like him yeah. for sure. Uh, 
but I, you know, the the way that he was playing uh, with more time in the team, this being his first game, I wouldn't be too surprised he gets uh, four or five assists by the end of the, by the end of the season. I'm not gonna lie. In that first half, I said on the space that we didn't have a best player in that first half, but Memo was very involved in the first 45 minutes. 100% he was. In the second half, he had that chance, just like you mentioned. If he puts that away, we're—I mean, everybody's talking about Memo today in a bit of a more positive way than they would than what they already are right now. I guess you could say, because some folks are kind of giving him praise. Now, real quick, before we can, before we get Eric's take and and read to uh, some fans' opinions that they had on on Instagram on him, I want to just get some some stats on him. Memo Rodriguez, this is via Sofa Score. He played 58 minutes, y'all. Obviously, no goals. His xG was 0.60. No assists. Expected assists was uh, 0.04. He had 25 touches, 70% uh, pass accuracy. He was a bit sloppy on his passes. We do have to be clear on that. I think his decision-making has to get better, but that could just be chalked up to... What's up? Sorry, but the whole team was pretty sloppy. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. You know, but his decision-making could get better. I did see some good link-up with Drusi, Drusi and uh, Memo, so I'm curious to see if that kind of grows into something beautiful. Uh, Let's see. Dribble attempts, one out of one. So, you know, he's not afraid to take a guy on. Ground duels, he won both of them. 100% there. Uh, two offsides, so maybe he's maybe just get, getting a little bit too excited, but he finishes his game with a 6.5 match rating. Eric, your thoughts on Memo's debut? He was he was good. There was a bit of sloppy passes in the first half. I mean, yeah. it was unclear when he was trying to he could have played Moxie in in the first half. Uh, but he's a hard he's a hard worker. I saw he was putting in the work. I saw him trying to fight for that ball. Interceptions. Yeah. Interceptions, bro. Interceptions as well. And got to give him time. He's not going to put Diego numbers because it's not enough time for him. But he is going to contribute. I think he will. And if he would have buried that goal, oh, my gosh. Even I was in shock. Even it's not his fault. He made the right decision. Just that save. (laughs) Hats off to Burki, man. Hats off to Burki. 100%, 100%, bro. Uh, hats off to Burki. That was a absolutely fantastic save. Now, real quick, just uh, before we move on to the next uh, player here that we want to talk about, Diego for Austin FC this season, he's he's on two goals and one assist in 19 appearances. So can Memo either equal those numbers or pass those numbers? This season so far, Fagundas with 19 appearances, two goals, one assist. Not the Fagu of 2022. Of course, he had a great season last year. But this year, his numbers, if we're if we're being 100% honest, they're not what we what we would expect, I guess you could say. Now, real quick, on Instagram, what are fans saying? Uh, we had uh, Alvaro, Alvaro Dini, he says, I like him. Uh, 619 by 512 collection, they say meh at best. Uh, Sense of Nichols, they say, well, he didn't reflexively pass away from clear goal scoring opportunity like Zardis and he didn't just stop and let St. Louis take the ball away because he expected a whistle like Bergoni so I have more hope for Memo than those two right now for sure he's got some fire that I really hope we don't do our best to put out really good really good take there right uh, Senate 7 they go on to say last night was evident on how much value Diego brought to the team uh, team had plenty of time to relax and recover they looked flat 
lack creativity, and there was zero chemistry going forward. You must start Zardis and Lima. Please also put Herrera's before Rigoni for the rest of the season. Sell Finley now so we can get some trade value for him. Wow, this is a delusional take. Absolutely delusional. Uh, let's see. Maybe somebody that actually talks about Memo? Let's see. Uh, uh, Christian777, they go on to say, he did good. He should have been left longer, though. I could do without the flopping. So he is kind of being uh, credited with one flop. Uh, one more comment. Uh, this is Aricelo9. They say, honestly, for a debut, he looked hungry, hungrier than the rest of the players on the pitch. Let's just not play the flop game, though. So another person there hinting at uh, Memo kind of having a bit of a flop. Uh, let's see. Uh, on the lineup side of things, boys, is Brad Stuver. Uh, this was a guy that was brought up a lot in last night's Twitter space and not in a good way of, of course, couldn't be in a good way when you have his kind of match, 4.8 match rating. Uh, terrible mistake for the sixth goal, which is historic. Uh, the most goals that Austin FC has conceded in uh, club history. That's going to be something that we, uh, that we think about a lot moving forward. Uh, but I want to get Nev's take on this, man. Uh, what is your thoughts on Brad Stuber before we before I present to you the question that was asked on last night last night's space? I mean, any game that there's more than five, six goals scored, you're always gonna turn at the keeper, right? Um, and that's uh, that's just that's just a given. But I I don't I don't want to give Stuber too much of a hard time because he has also saved us a whole bunch, right? But but especially that last goal, it was just man. I I don't even know what to say to that. It, it was like a previous mistake we've seen from uh, from a, from a previous player from a player as well, right? Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, it, it was just a. It, it was like seeing that uh, first game of the season again, right? Oh, yes, uh, yes, 100%. Like, so, 100%. so it was just, uh, I, I don't know if we can excuse it at all. I don't think that we need to look for an excuse. I mm -hmm. mean, it's a mistake. It happens. But it's just how it happened and in the game that it happened, right? If we were if we were maybe winning 3-1 or maybe even lose 1-0 because of it, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But that's that's the nail on the coffin. It was it was just as bad as it got. Okay, bro. Now before I go to the keeper of this uh, podcasting trio tonight, uh, I want to ask you one more thing, Neff. The question that was being asked on last night's Twitter Space, it was brought up, and we're gonna talk about it here tonight. Is is it time to bring up Damian Last, Damian Loss, to the first team and give Brent Stuver maybe a a a bit of a break? He's played the most minutes for Austin FC, right? I mean, he's always playing for us. Rightfully so, just like you said. And if he saved us countless amount of times, you cannot take away what Brett Stuver has done for this club on the field, right? But is it time to give him a bit of a break? Maybe let him see things from the bench and give Damian Laws that opportunity that he is also, maybe he has earned it 100% already, bro. He is a great keeper, probably the best keeper in MLS Next Pro. Is it time for Damian Loss to come up, or is this just too much of a too much of a drama right now? Brad Stuber is good; he just had an off game. What's your thoughts? Um, I think it's a little bit of a mix of everything, honestly. Mm, uh, okay. You you can't you can't have everything just black and white, right? So Fair. just like just like Stuber had his mistakes last night, 
so was our defense. Our defense was really bad, almost non-existent yeah. last night, right? Yeah. So uh, as a keeper, because uh, I was a paid keeper in the past, I can tell you, you can be the best keeper in the world if you have uh, two defenders that leave you by yourself True. against these players. You're going to save one out of ten. Just because it, it, it's like that. It doesn't matter how good of a keeper you are. You're always okay. at a disadvantage, right? Okay. However, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to start giving Glass uh, some minutes. I mean, why not? Test him out, see who he is. It's always healthy to have that uh, big keeper competition in the first team. And right. I don't know that Bersano's necessarily given that to, to Stuber. Not saying that Stuber's not a professional, that he doesn't seek to be better, but... Why not? You have you have a a youngster, you know, stepping on your toes. You know, those yeah. mis- maybe the mistake from last night doesn't happen because of it. You know. Okay, fair, fair, bro. Now, Eric, I want to get your take on Brad Stuber. Now, you just like Neff said, both you guys uh, played keeper, so you can offer more insight on Brad Stuber, and maybe you can give us an answer to this. You know, our fans kind of just. I guess, quote-unquote, tripping on Brent Stuber. Keepers can have off nights, too. Obviously, a terrible night to have an off night versus, you know, a team that you were looking to beat because, you know, that game in February was a like a bad tone setter for the entire season. But, but Brent Stuber may be getting a bit more flack than what he should, or is this just the last, you know, what's what's the what's the, the quote? What, this is the last drop in the cup? Or the last, the last straw. The I'm sorry. There you go. What do you think on that, bro? Uh, he's getting a deserved slack. A keeper has their good days. A keeper has their bad days. And to be honest, like how how Nev said it, he hit it right on top of the head. The defense was non-existent. Julio Cascante getting done one on one. What is Stuber gonna do there? The set piece. They're hard to predict. The guy's coming from the edge of the box, running towards the ball, and most of those goals are just straight. Bangers, top bins. What can a keeper yeah. do if they're straight bangers? Every single goal was a certified banger because the defense did not know how to press their man. There, there, there was criticism on that first goal by Tim Parker that was a header, but nobody picks up his run. We're going to get into the goals right now. But Brad Stuver was criticized for maybe getting to the ground a bit lazy there, not getting to ground fast enough because the the – the header almost came from the edge of the box. So is there maybe some criticism to Brad Stuber there? That's really the only one and the the sixth goal. But just like you said, all the other ones were bangers, 100%. Yes. If you can oh, – so let's, let's, call, let's call out the, the, the goals, right? The first one, yes, and the last one. That's two. That's two goals, and then the rest was mainly defense. So let's, let's take away those four goals. That's three, two to Austin. So okay. I think that – Austin's defense needs to fix up because everybody got cooked. Hedges cooked. Cascante cooked. Fullbacks yeah, cooked. Yeah. Everybody got cooked. Yeah, and it's yeah. sadly, and that, and as a keeper, we always get talked bad about when we have a bad performance, and then we get glorified when we have a great performance. It's true. That's, that's football. It's true. It's true. That's what it is, you know, you just gotta accept it. Next week, he'll make some amazing saves against FC Dallas. And then everybody's, oh, he's the best. We love Stuber. Mm. Yep. Mm. That does sound like Austin MC fans. Sounds like me, too, honestly. Sounds like me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, now, boys, is there anybody else that we can give maybe an honorable mention, spend maybe one or, or two minutes on from this starting lineup? Uh, 
Drusi actually. Drusi, some of his own fans are starting to, you know, kind of turn on the captain saying, hey, why don't you never address the media? Why are you um why are you only sending I guess subtweet not necessarily subtweet because it's not on Twitter, but indirect messages to parts of the of the fan base. I know a lot of people remember that one uh, caption whenever Drusi said people don't see the 99% that goes right. They only see the 1% that goes wrong or something along those lines, right? And if it was something close to that, but a lot of fans are now starting to come out and saying, uh, you know, Seba, why don't you talk to the media? Um, uh, we, we do know that Seba is a bit shy. He doesn't really like to talk to the media, but as captain, as the star player in these times of maybe panic for Austin FC fans, wouldn't it be comforting to hear from your captain, from your star player, instead of hearing from from likes of, in, with no disrespect to these next names, these next people that I'm going to name, Ethan Finley, Will Bruin, Brad Stuber, who else do we always hear from? <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. Y'all get my point, right? So uh, maybe just one minute on uh, Drusi. Nev, go ahead. Uh, personally, I, I I don't even really want to spend a minute on Drusi because, I mean, he, he's doing what he can. And I mean, he's doing he, what he's he our, can. I, I don't see this team doing much okay. more than what they're doing right now. And not even he's doing, it, what even we can, he's doing what he can is what we're holding with, our DPs to. I mean, look at the status of our DPs. You, this, is Seba. This, gonna... is Seba. this is Seba. Yeah, this is this isn't this is Seba. This isn't Seba. Yeah, and so this same Seba, quote unquote, also got you to a Western Conference final last year, right? So Wait, I thought it was Wolf. I mean, depends on who you want to ask, right? All right, true. Go ahead. You, you either want to glorify one or the other. Right? You okay, can't fair, have it fair, both ways. Fair, fair, fair. So it, it's a unit, but I personally don't even want to hear from Wolf anymore. I Fair. think if you want if you want to spend a little bit on that, we can do that because okay. you know what? Funny, the one responsible for this team, the way they play and everything else, the tactics that are thrown out there is because of Wolf. Now, funny that you say that Jorge Iturralde, he put up a poll on, on Twitter asking who do you want to hear from post match, Josh Wolf or Rodo Borrell? And the people chose Rodo Borrell because I think just like you, Nev, a lot of people are tired of, of hearing from Josh Wolf, I guess you could say. Now, uh, I guess we, we move. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm, what I'm actually. Tired of that. That's what actually Will, Will Bruin said, real quick. I can read that quote. Will Bruin, uh, post match, he says, quote, I don't think this is a game that we just say we move on from. You know, <laughs> and Wolf is, you know, famous for saying, you know, we move or we build from this. And people in, in the comments for that one, you know, they were actually going, wow, uh, Adi, Adi Sol, they go on to say, Will Bruin yelling at Wolf was something. Something we needed to see slash hear because it is a reflection of how these players are feeling. Something's got to give. Interesting there. Uh, Peter Berlanga, this he goes on to say, Peter goes on to say, finally someone says it. Replay that in the locker room every day for the rest of the season. And uh, funny that you say that, Nef, uh, Fucho. He uh, came after me because he said that, how can I call it a, a wake-up call if we've had over 100 wake-up calls already? So Fucho there kind of gave me a bit of bit of flack there, a bit of flack. Shout out to my G, Fucho. Now, all right, boys, we talked a little bit about the lineup, which was a bit of a mix of a 4-4-2, 4-3-3, times of a 4-2-3-1. A uh, bit of a mix there, a bit of a mix, but 
we got exposed at the end of the day. Now, I want to move on and talk a bit about the goals. I want to talk about a bit of the, the match highlights that went on for Austin FC. But before that, I got to touch up on the substitutions before I forget real quick. Will Bruin, he did come on for Maxi Urruti. Maxi Urruti, who was brought off for a concussion protocol. That's what Joshua confirmed in the post-match press conference. Nick Lima came in for Adam Lunkovist, which really didn't matter because Nick Lima looked very lazy in that game. And this is somebody that I look for uh, to have amazing performances or at least athletic performances nick lima uh emiliano rigoni who got a goal we're gonna get to his goal right now he came on for ethan finley mind you ethan finley better than messi i'll say it any day of the week jazzy zardis he came on for um for memo rodriguez now it would that was an interesting substitution because a lot of fans were wondering why bring on bruin Right for Maxi early on when Zardis was available, or was he not available and we rushed him onto the field? Interesting there. Uh, another one, Alex Ring, who was available on the bench and still didn't start. Or uh, Owen Wolf got the call over him, which was leaving a lot of people talking, a lot of people upset, just furious, a lot of people saying that we owe Alex Ring an apology for wasting his career in Austin FC. Apparently, yeah, harsh words there, harsh words. I know. Uh, he came on for Matt Hedges at center back. At center back, still, still locked in that uh, in that center back prison. And then Joan Valencia, he came on for Owen Wolf, who went to the bench at minute 80. Now, Neff, I saw you had a bit of a reaction real quick before we get into the highlights. Any uh, any take on Mr. Alex Ring? Uh, I, I think it's time for him to, you know, take his reins back. Honestly, it, I feel that I feel like Wolf has has definitely given him a, some disrespect. At this point in his career, honestly, and a former captain, but more than anything, experienced, right? And whether last season he he had mistakes and he wasn't our best, yeah, probably so. But right now we're we're talking about did Owen take his spot or did Hedges take his spot in the in the in the starting lineup? And I think I think we're at a point where Owen should definitely not be taking his spot. It's just. I think I think it's holding the team back a little bit. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Now, boys, I want to get into the match highlights. We do have a lot to goals to go over, so we're gonna kind of go through this next segment as kind of like a rapid fire. Y'all get my vibe? Is that cool with y'all? Rapid fire. Alrighty. We're gonna do rapid fire for the match highlights because obviously we got nine goals to go through. So. Put on your seatbelts, just like Brad said on last night's Twitter speech, which I think was probably a masterclass quote. He said, Austin FC fans, buckle up, get ready for the roller coaster because we're in for our first real playoff fight. And that's spot on, bro. It's going to be a dogfight to get into these playoffs with the way that we're playing, at least versus St. Louis. I mean, hopefully we pick it up. But buckle up. Let's get into the match highlights. Now, we have here minute 21. Just getting into the first one. This is a goal by Tim Parker. Uh, a set piece conceded by Owen Wolf, if I'm not mistaken. He gets the foul on Jared Stroud. Uh, it leads to a goal for Tim Parker. No one picks up his run, even though John Gallagher is clearly seeing, uh, pointing out, saying, hey, y'all got to watch this guy. Watch this guy that's running in. And if you, if you just look at the simple highlights, you just pause it right before the ball is crossed into the box, which is a pretty good ball, I'm not going to lie. Tim Parker, you can see he's clearly going to make a run for the box. Nobody picks it up. We pay the price. Brad Stuver kind of gets caught moving on to the other side. Looks like he takes a, like a bit of a step to his to his right. The ball goes to his left. So Brad Stuver maybe got caught there even at his own post. 
the header is really far out. I know a lot of people were calling Brad Stuver out, saying that he has to do better. Uh, real quick, Neff, your thought on this goal? This is the second time he does that to us. So I don't know how this is us, any type of surprise. He did it for St. Louis' first ever goal. He did it again to, last night. So okay. it, it shouldn't be a surprise. Gallagher side, like you said, it is what it is at this point. We're not, ah. we're not good at defending, period. At the moment, at the moment of the goal, you know, my my first thought was I was more disappointed with Matt Hedges, uh, who I thought was supposed to be a solution for aerial aerial duels. I mean, the guy is like almost damn ten feet tall. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he looks like a small child in this instance. He gets beaten in the air by Tim Parker, who's great in the air. I mean, I have him in my uh, fantasy team with the North End pod. Uh, not that that matters right now, right? Uh, but uh, but yeah, I was very disappointed with Mr. Matt Hedges in that. I thought he was going to do better in that. He gets beaten, doesn't pick up the run. He's not marking anybody, really. Uh, Matt Hedges disappointed me on that one. Now, I want to go on to the next one. Uh, minute 36, this is a crossbar from St. Louis. Now, this guy, it was low, if I'm not mistaken, Lowen Lo- Lo- or Lowen, Lowen, I think, or Low, something, something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, actually, Lowen, there we go. Lowen receives the ball, y'all, and he shoulder checks two times. He has enough time to check his shoulders twice. He sees nobody is going to close him out. Danny Pereira is the, the closest guy to him, and he's about five or six yards out. He doesn't close him out. And this guy says, you know what? I know I got a shot. I'm going to take this can. He rips it. It hits the crossbar. Stuber is just a freaking spectator to that shot because he just is left planted at his feet. But Eric, I want to get your take on 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 this this one. It's it's not a goal, but the shot was so beautiful. It made me think of Marco Asensio with Real Madrid, those kind of shots. It banks off that crossbar. Lucky for us, but your thoughts on this, bro? Spot on with the Marco Asensio. Spot uh, on. Spot on. I knew it. Spot uh, on. But... Man, he like he get like how the commentators were telling it perfectly. He gave Stuber the eyes like I'm gonna cross it, I'm gonna cross it. Psych, got you. Yep. And he bangs it. And I, I was I was singing goal, but crossbar. Oh man, that is we got saved. Literally goal of the of the whole MLS season if that goes in, man. What a banger that was. The ball actually moved in the air too. It was it kept moving for for Stuver, so eh. It is what it is. Now, moving on to the next one. This is minute 47. This is a goal for St. Louis. No more saving for us here. Now, the ball is lost by Ethan Finley uh, in the final third for Austin FC. Uh, he could open it up to John Gallagher. Sebastian Drusi was also calling for it. Danny Pereira was around him. There was options for Ethan Finley to get rid of the ball. He decides to go on a little, I guess, adventure, maybe do one, two, three dribbles. He loses the ball. Jared Stroud and... Uh, I forget this guy. I think it, I think Lowen, Lowen again. Lowen pings the ball into Cascante's back, and this guy impressed me, impressed Neff. We were talking about him before the pod, Giaucini, if I'm not mistaken, Giaucini. I mean, he completely burns Cascante, runs down the field. I'm watching the highlight right now. Just brings him to the inside, turns Cascante, simple shot, goes off the post. Stuber ends up looking at Julio like, come on, bro, no help. Uh, real quick, Nev, your your thoughts on this? Oh, just uh, to to me, that's almost like a classic number nine, you know, just a classic number nine finish. And just this this guy, uh, can we trade for him? Can we do something about it? This is a guy that I would want. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. All that Diego money, put it there. I mean, 
This this guy was good. This wasn't the only moment that that had us like, man, is this guy at any moment, you know, can we like go for him? Because this was the first of many things he was gonna do tonight or last night versus Austin FC. So uh they get that goal. That makes it 2-0. I mean, at this point, we're thinking like, man, this is gonna go rough because St. Louis has this insane stat. They have like they haven't lost in 11 games when they score first. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know exactly what that stat is. Uh, Neff is over there nodding, so it might be correct. But when they score first, they don't tend to lose the games. And when and we haven't won a game, we haven't won a game this season coming from behind. Insane stat. Uh, insane. But they've we also have not. Lost both, of, both of the games that they've lost, uh-huh. they've also last scoring first okay all right but it's just two it's, it's just two games two. Yeah, it's just two games two, okay yeah. chalk it chalk it to off days i guess you could say whatever now uh yeah. chalk Not it to off days crazy yeah well you know it is what it is now a uh, little bit disappointed with ethan finley on that one also very disappointed with julio cascante who doesn't attack the ball at all he just gets pushed back and back and back and back into the small box almost really i mean cascante uh fans were saying that this was one of his worst games in an austin fc jersey maybe so uh there were some people cr- uh, that were crediting that were crediting three goals to julio cascante's errors or mistakes i guess you could say Maybe so, maybe three, maybe that's a bit harsh, but Cascante with an off night, just off night by Julio Cascante. And it pains me to say that because it's no secret ever since year one, he's been one of my favorite players for Austin FC, right? So it is what it is. Cascante just with an atrocious game. You got to be real about it. You got to be real 100% about it, you know? And this was a very, very bad game by Julio. Now, moving forward, this was a bit of a counterattack lob over the top. This was, what, what minute was this? Uh, we have minute here, minute 49. Now, again, Cascante, let me pause that video real quick. Park the bus real quick. Now, this is a ball that was lobbed up over the top, catches Austin FC on the counterattack. Now, Brad Stewart makes an amazing save, right? Brad Stewart makes an amazing save. We all saw it. And Julio Cascante, not only does he get beat on the first ball in, he gets beat on the rebound by the same young kid, Giaochini. And he's just giving Julio Cascante nightmares at this point. Eric, your thoughts on this goal? I mean, incredible save by Stuver. Really, we're not helping this guy out at, at, at all. He's making a great save, and we can't clear up the rebound. Go ahead, Eric. It gave me Casillas vibe, dude. When he dove and he saved it, I was like, whoa! Okay, and, okay, okay. Yeah, cool. dude, whoever said that three of those goals were from Julio, they're right. The first one, the third one, and one of the last ones, too, man. Literally, Julio was playing for St. Louis just as Kippy was playing for St. Louis on the first game. I think it's just some kind of mojo stuff or some voodoo stuff, man. I mean, it's just like a mental thing versus St. Louis where we just have the worst mistakes. Now, I want to send a shout out to to Scott because in the in the what you need to know of St. Louis, he said that if we can just take care of our mistakes we can probably get a result against the St. Louis team. And if we would have played a perfect game defensively, which is tough to do, but if we would have just cleaned up some mistakes, I mean, I think we would have got a good result. I guess maybe a draw versus the St. Louis team. Because honestly, it could have been 6-6. It could have been 6-6. No, like, no lie, it could have been 6-6. Now, uh, not to spend too much time on it, I want to go on to Memo Shot. Now, this is a play that was created on that right side. John Gallagher plays the ball in, but actually Will Bruin sets it up. Will Bruin puts John Gallagher into space. 
Gallagher sends it over to Memo, who still has work to do because he has to take care of the St. Louis defender that's marking him. With the touch that he takes, though, he pings it. He just lobs it over the St. Louis defender, kind of creates space for him. The ball is in the air. He knows there's only one thing to do, and it's just rifle it. You, I mean, as that ball is in the air before it, 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 it drops, if you're an Austin FC fan, time froze for just one second, and you're like, he got it. This is a goal. Mamo is really going to get a goal on his debut. It's in. It's in. But he rifles it, and we forgot one thing. Burki was in goal. Burki was in goal for St. Louis, and he had a game. This save by Burki at point-blank range versus Memo set the tone for the rest of the match, I think. I mean, we knew this guy was going to go off. It was going to be tough to score versus this guy. We got three on him. That's something, right? But uh, real quick, Neff, your thoughts on the Memo miss? Or the Burki save. Is is it more of a miss uh, yeah, or I a would, save? No, it's a, it's a save, dude. It's a no-brainer. It's got, me, Memo had was so unlucky that it was Roman Burki in that in the in, in that goal. Okay. He he. Any any other MLS keeper would not have saved that. Hundred percent. Stu 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 saves it on a good day. Yeah, last night. On a good day. On a good day. All and right, I guess right, they right. may maybe gets a hand on it. I don't know if he completely saves it, but uh, I I think Memo. This was probably it, it's the highlight of Memo's game last night. Not necessarily necessary, but just because of the way he positioned himself into the yeah. play, I think he did very well. He handled it. He handled it well. And like I said, if it wasn't for Roman uh, Berkey being there, uh, that that would have been his goal, goal and debut. Uh, to he honestly would have gotten the same rating as Danny or Drusy at that point. Neff, write the headline of today in the morning if Memo scores that that goal. Write the headline. Fago who? Oh no 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 no. Knowing Austin fans, that that's how it would have been. Okay, all right. They they forget they forget people forget really easily who who is it? Um, you know who is who is it that Fago was? Fair take. I, fair I, take. Like, you, you asked for the headline, not what I really thought about, but I feel like that would have been it. Okay, I was thinking maybe something like Mega Memo or No Mames Memo. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I still feel like they would have <laughs> gone for that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're right, bro. All right. Now, moving on to minute 59, we finally get one back. It's it's currently 3-0. But um, we, I think this this actually happened after the memo shot that was saved from, from uh, Burki. Um, the ball comes in from a corner kick. It's lingering in the box. Uh, St. Louis player goes to ground to try to slide tackle it uh, out the way. But he catches Drusy, who I think Drusy knew what he was doing. He was looking for some kind of contact. He gets, he gets caught it. You know, he gets caught in it. He finds that contact and he goes down quickly. The referee, you know, he doesn't even think about it. No hesitation. Points to the spot. Drusy steps up. Seven out of seven penalties, apparently. Insane stat. He has not missed from the spot for Austin FC. Drusy Dior makes no mistake. Not only does he score it, but he sends Burki the wrong way. Eric, your thoughts on this goal? Uh, excellent penalty by Drusy. Drusy Dior. And that's where it all changed. After that, I was thinking, yeah, maybe they have a shot. You know, they, they, they woke up a bit. And, you know, after that, Austin went on the attack. And we were, and St. Louis got a little bit defensive. They were like, whoa, whoa, they can't come back. Yeah, yeah. But I think one guy ruined it. And you're going to get to him. And it's Zardes. I'll let you oh, talk. 
My G. Now, uh, real quick, just like I mentioned earlier when we started the pod, there, there could have been a moment where, where it was 3-2, where it could have been 3-2. Um, unfortunately, Drusy sails it over the bar, and then St. Louis, uh, they go on to get their fourth goal. Now, that highlight is, is going to come up here. Drusy Dior, I mean, the way that he took that penalty also, just sending Burki the wrong way, who's a great keeper, the way that he takes it, making no mistake. I mean, I guess every time that Drusy steps up, it's an automatic at this point, I guess you could say. Now, I do love whenever a player goes to get the ball from the back of the net. Now, uh, we're on to the next goal, the fourth goal. This is right after Drusi, my G, the captain, who doesn't speak to the media. It's all good. He's he's shy. He's shy. Uh, St. Louis goes down the field after we miss our chance. And it's just too easy. This goal was just too easy. I mean, it comes from a goal kick. Nick Lima goes up, doesn't get the header on it. It bounces onto... Um, I'm forgetting this this player's name, but he he was the one that did some some great finishing. He's taken on Julio Cascante now. I mean that's probably one of the easiest things to do lately. I mean Julio had a had a terrible terrible game. Now he's backed up again, very close to the goalkeeper's small box. Julio Cascante does nothing to put pressure on the guy that's going to shoot the ball. What what's what's mind blowing is that Alex Ring has to come from a different position from far away, I guess you could say, to apply pressure to the guy taking the shot. When Alex Ring arrives, the shot finally is taken, right? And Julio Cascante is just a bit of a spectator on that. Now, Neff, anything that you want to add on, on, on this goal? Yeah. Beautiful Julio, finish, by the way. Yeah, beautiful no, finish. I, yeah. That, that Rivela finish was beautiful. But it, Julio, along with the rest of the defense last night, just got bullied. And I think that's just a tip, right? Just got bullied. Um, I was as I was watching that that goal. I was he kind of made it seem like he was gonna cross it at some point. He was wait like waiting for for two three of his uh, people to come into the box, mm-hmm. but I guess he just got tired of waiting, saw the space, and said, "Well, you know what? Fuck it. I'll take and it." Yeah, to yeah. Stop yeah. Yeah. Why not? He has the space. Nobody's coming to get him and do anything to him. So why not? Why not? Why not? Right. Now, uh, the second goal for Austin FC, now this was scored by Will Bruin. The only reason why I'm kind of just going to mention it real quick is because it got Burki really mad. He was very upset when this ball went into the back of the net. And also, shout out to Will Bruin, which he's a St. Louis native, like uh, Profe. I didn't know that Will Bruin was from St. Louis. He gets a goal versus them. And also, great finish by Will Bruin. I was surprised by that finish. Like, he didn't even think about it. It looked like he was 25. You know, he just spins it, shoots it. Great finish. That's a poacher's finish. You know, if we can get more of that from Will Bruin, that'd be pretty good. You know, get those cleaned up minutes. Now, if I'm not mistaken, y'all, Will Bruin now has more goals than Maxi Urruti in league play. Maxi, I believe, has one goal. Will Bruin has two. Will Bruin has two. Two or three. I think he has two, if I'm, if, if, if I'm not mistaken. He scored against, uh, he scored against, he scored against Portland, or he scored against Seattle. Maybe if you can uh, check that up real quick. Seattle. There. Seattle. He scored against Seattle, and I believe this is his his second goal. And Maxi on one goal. Interesting stat there. Now, just moving on to the next goal that we have here after Will Bruin scored his, you know, little cheeky volley. Who, by the way, came from Danny. Danny feeds it to uh, John Gallagher. John Gallagher too. Will Bruin finish it to the back of the net, but hope never lasts for Austin FC in St. Louis. It, you know it was it was very hot. I guess you can call it hell. 
and a great finish here. <laughs> Insane finish. Brad Stuber dives forward. Couldn't even get a fingertip on it. It curls him, goes into the top corner. Minute 88, uh, St. Louis goes up 5-2 on Austin FC, bro. 5-2. 5-2. And at that point, we're thinking, like, bro, when when will this end? Can can it end now? Can we just call it, please? Because we're we're here losing our, our freaking minds. But it wasn't over yet. Drusi to Danny. Drusi again. Drusi takes a shot. And by luck, the ball lands to Emiliano Rigoni. And I want to give credit to Emi Rigoni right here for his finish. He sees Burki maybe ready to go to his to his right. And he says, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna murder him at his at his at, at his near post. And that's exactly what he does. He takes a shot. Left-footed shot and just beautiful laser to Burki's near post, and he couldn't do anything. He's just left standing there, just like Brad Stewart was in multiple Austin FC goals. But that makes it 5-3. Emi Rigoni's second goal of the season, if I'm not mistaken. So you know that he is low-key loving it deep down because he goes to the goal, gets the ball from the back of the net, and he's running back to half field to see if we get anything back because at that point it's minute 90. Emi Rigoni with three goals this season. Thank you, Neff. But I think one of them was an open cup. If I'm not mistaken. No, okay, appreciate you, Neff. Now, uh, the last, okay. Now, the last goal of the night was the sixth goal for St. Louis. This is coming off of the mistake by Brad Stuber that had everybody talking last night. He's trying to throw it to Alex Ring. Josh Wolf criticized him in the post-match, saying that Stuber was just trying to do too much, but he understands him. He's just trying to get the ball upfield. Uh, now, the player for St. Louis, he makes no mistake. Great finish, top corner. I mean, top bins. That's good night. 6-3. Kids, have a good first day tomorrow of school because I think that's what the situation is in uh, St. Louis. First day of school was was today out there. But, Eric, your thoughts on this goal? I mean, huge mistake. Almost David De Gea-like. I'm sorry. Why? Why? Just why? Okay, Whoops. cool. I, oh, sorry. Okay, no, but uh, actually, no, Ederson because Ederson did that for us one time. Uh, yeah. But... It's just sad. <laughs> I'm watching that. I was already putting. I was already getting ready for bed. I was like five three. That's it. GG. Let's go. Notification. St. Louis scores again. What? I go rewatch it, and it's a and it's a goalkeeper giving goal. Wow. Just I know his flight home was so sad. Um, but it happens. Keepers are keepers. We we make mistakes. When I saw, I know what he was. I know what he was trying to do. It didn't come out. Maybe it slipped before when it was hit, when the ball was over his head or whatever. But yeah, he, yeah, Josh Wolf was spot on. He did a little too much. He could have just booted it or something. He could have just booted it, bro. And the w- one of the thing about it was that the ball was on the ground and he picks it up and then throws it. So it's like, oh, Stu. And these are just little mistakes that keep adding up. Now we're more used to Stuver creating mistakes with his feet. You know, playing the ball out from the back, that's when he's been more uh, sloppy. But him him, him throwing the ball, he's been pretty good at that. This is one of the first times, but it's just one of those things that you're just like, bro, you're a keeper. You, sh- you should not be doing these things. Because when whenever keepers mess up, unfortunately, it ends up in a goal. And that's why they're, they're criticized when they mess up. It is what it is. Now, boys, we talked about the highlights. We went through all the goals, and it was a bunch of them. Try to get through them as fast as possible because it was nine goals. I'm not going to lie. When I was tweeting yesterday from the We Are TV account, keeping up with the game, I got so tired of tweeting, Gold St. Louis, 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 Gold St. Louis. 
I mean, bro, it was getting annoying, fam. I had to do it six times. Could have been seven. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but all right. Now, I want to just talk about just one thing, one more thing for Austin FC. And is there anything to, is there anybody to blame for this game, boys? Is there any solutions going forward? Because this is the team that we have now. Diego's not here anymore. We have Memo. Things really can get better now until the winter. I mean, right? We have to wait until the winter market because this is who we're going to have unless we change this coach, unless we change coaches. I'm not sure. I know that there's a lot of conversation. Portland Timbers today, right now, a couple, maybe one hour ago, they just fired their head coach, uh, Savarisi. So very interesting to see if Josh Wolf gets the, the same treatment. I highly doubt it, but we'll see. Now, uh, the fans more than ever are Wolf out, but is it all of Josh Wolf's fault? There was some sloppy defending. Some players really look sleepy. But Josh Wolf, where he is getting criticism, is the same tactics, the same substitutions, just the same ideas, and no real changes, no plan B, no plan C. If plan A fails, we're done. And that's what fans are very uh, critical of Josh Wolf. And I guess you could say fed up. They're done with it. And every time that Austin FC loses as of late, I just see more and more Wolf out. More and more Wolf out. Now, we were fifth place. With this loss, we dropped to seventh. That's very important to note. So it's very interesting to see where Austin FC is going to land. Now, earlier today, we saw a tweet from, I think it was MLS Aces, if I'm not mistaken, uh, on Twitter. I got to get that name right. It was MLS MLS something. Big account for uh, MLS News. Uh, but they had a list of five coaches that were on the hot seat. Josh Wolf was the number one on that list. So I do want to ask you, along with other questions that I'm kind of bringing up right now, is Josh Wolf truly on the hot seat or are the fans just applying pressure for no reason? Because at the end of the day, the ownership is going to back him. We heard what we heard what Rodo Borrell had to say on Josh Wolf, saying that he was going to back him 100 percent, saying that he that he was happy. Josh Wolf was the coach for Austin FC. So I guess we could kind of stop right there real quick. I'll start off with 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 UNF. Is Josh Wolf really in the hot seat, bro? And is there anybody to truly blame for this loss? Because also one more thing on the space. I think it was Imani that had that had brought it up. Um, she went on to say how there's multiple things going on with Austin FC. It's not just one thing. I think Phoenix brought it up also. Phoenix was the one that said it, if I'm not mistaken. Firing Josh Wolf is not going to fix all of our problems. So maybe you can add that to your take. Go ahead, Neff. No, I, I absolutely agree with that. That Austin right now is a club in shambles. And then there is not one thing that's going to change it. Uh and it sucks saying it as a fan, but you have you have to be realistic about this type of thing. 100%. Because the club, the, the club is not where it won. I don't know if it's where it should be or where it shouldn't be. Last season, even we're all said we overachieved, but that doesn't take away from what this team sh- should technically be achieving, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, last night was not anything that you should be seeing from this team. Now, is Josh Wolf to blame? 100%. There's things that he has to blame. 100%? 100%? Yes, he has blame in this, but so do the players, right? Yes. So you, it's a it's a full circle thing. So everything's okay. going wrong for the institution at the time. Austin FC has to be very careful how they move from now on because the fan base is very divided and not just on Wolf, like on players, everything else. So there's I'm starting to see a very big disconnect between the team and the mm. fan base. And that's where Ooh. where things start to get shaky. No. It, the team being so new, it's also, it, it also kind of gives you that flip of the coin where, oh, there's always going to be new people coming in. I was like, yeah. But you want to, you kind of want to 
you know, Nef. coming. How much new people Nef. are really gonna be coming Nef, in with Nef, this? Nef, 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 Nef. Are you telling me that if Austin FC doesn't better their results, we're headed for a Houston Dynamo FC Dallas situation? Empty stadium? Well, I, shouldn't even ha- I shouldn't even have to tell you that. I'm asking, though. I'm I asking shouldn't have you. to tell you that. That is, yes, absolutely. And if this team keeps going, wow. not just with the results, but with the way the club has been acting towards the fan base, because I'll tell you this right now, I've seen a lot of people, and I'm not talking about 10, 15, no, I'm talking about 20, 50, there's guarantee you there's thousands of people out there upset that instead of Wolf or Borel coming out and, you know, not even necessarily an apology, but an explanation, you know, a statement to the fans, the club is, is out here just promoting random things, right? Just come out with a new t-shirt right after a 6-3 loss. Type of thing. Now it's, those might be it's t-shirt of the month. It's t-shirt of the month. That that shirt would have came out if we would have won five nil. And that's fine, but you have to be sensible about that type of stuff, right? You don't want to be sending. Read the know, room. You don't want to be sending. Read the room, right? That's kind of the stuff that yeah, you're saying. I, don't send the wrong message. Don't send the wrong signal. Yeah, because what does that tell you as a fan if if, if that's if the game from last night is getting disregarded? Okay. All okay. I see is a good graphic. points. Good points. Six three. Okay, good points. Good points. I mean, I'm not gonna discredit anything that you just said because I do see that disconnection from the team and the fan base now more than ever. Now, I'm not trying to promote it or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just no. reporting here what I see. You know what I'm saying? And what, what I hear. I mean, I think you could say me more than anybody talks to the fan base. Uh, I mean, I do fan reactions. I do Twitter Spaces, Top Fly Podcast. Uh, fans talk. Not only do fans talk, I got a message from a from a player agent today, a, a player's agent slid into the DMs and a, a, expressed a bit of uh, concerns. So people like to talk. I guess I, I'm just going to say that uh, now I want to go into one of the next kind of questions, talking points here for this uh, for this last bit of segment for the Austin FC talk. Uh, who is the savior for Austin FC? Is it Leo Weissman? Is it Leo Weissman? Because we still have one more card. Leo Weissen, he could be back here very soon. Now, this is what Josh Wolf had to say. Leo is on the field. He's training. This was his first three or four days with us uh, this last week, training. So we're hopeful another good week of training can put him in a place. I'm not sure if he makes it for the Dallas game. He's been out 14 weeks. So, um, Eric, I'm going to start off with you, and then I'm going to get Nefstay because he looks very upset that I even brought this up. But is Lil Weissenden, uh maybe a bit of a savior, or could be a savior for Austin FC defensively? Maybe. So we're gonna, you're going to rely on one defender to fix every defensive problem. He's going to go and defend on the wing on both fullback positions and on the center and it helps Julio? No, no. It's, it's, it's a wrap, bro. It's a wrap. Just let it be. It is what it is. Defensively, horrifying. I am go. I am repping Bali so much right now. Get this virus of a coach out of your club. Virus. Virus of a coach. Cause Romo has even said it. One. I. This is what I've been telling you. A one-hit wonder season. And now reality has hit. And it's time. Time to get humbled. And you're getting humbled. And these guys. Josh Wolves is taking all the credit for last year, and now look at him in the mud. Austin FC is a Chelsea FC. Whoa, 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 Neff. What's on the Did field? You hear that? Look what's on the field. 
class player. You don't have money, mate. You guys, you guys don't have money. You guys are the Chelsea FC without the money. All right, hey boys. The class players, but what? What's on the pitch? What's on the pitch? It doesn't show. Except for Dan, Danny, you're great. You do amazing. You are the rock. And Drewsy, you're a crybaby, bro. Be a captain. Show your face. Show your face to the media how fans deserve a captain to be. If Ronaldo gets the badge, he goes to the fans. Messi, he shot. He still goes and talks to the freaking cameras. Seba, wake up, mate. Oof. And you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I've seen a little bit of disconnect as of late with 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 Drewsy and some of him diehard fans. I mean, Seba has to give a little bit more to his fans. Seba has to, I mean, I, I don't want, I, I'm not trying to badmouth this guy. I mean, this guy's a great player for us or whatever. But I, I, I had people off record tell me that at the meet and greet event that they didn't like the way that he was conducting him, himself, I guess. Uh, I mean, it could have been just like a hot day. He could have been having a rough day or whatever, maybe on a personal level. But when you're with the fans, you want to give them the best face. You know, you want to give them the best energy, the best vibes, even if you got to fake it, I guess, bro. But I heard I heard some things that he wasn't having the best of times, but it is what it is. Drusi, wake up, bro. This this fan base is just waiting to waiting to just eat up whatever you put whatever you put out to the field, bro. And lately it's just it's just been lacking. It's just been lacking on that. Uh well, let's see. Sorry, Go sorry. Ahead. You say it to whenever Bali attacked him as as a man, he's you're you're right. Yeah, yeah. Man, he may be an amazing man. Exactly. Okay. You can't you can't go after him on a personal level. You know, you you can only talk about this guy on the on the sporting level. Yes. Right? Yes. Correct. And he has to fix it up a little bit. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Because sometimes those two things intertwine, especially when you're a big star athlete. You gotta, you know, you gotta be doing those kind of things. You know, you gotta be doing those PR events and stuff like that. Like you know, just just super quick, Danny Pereira, the new face of Austin FC, and people were were shocked when I said that now that Diego is gone, is Danny Pereira the new face of Austin FC? And ever since that statement, Danny Pereira has been promoting everything Austin FC, every new jersey, every new shirt, even in the new commercial with John Gallagher, it's Danny Pereira. This kid is the new face of Austin FC, whether you like it or not. You know what I'm saying? The Chilena one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that, Rightfully so, rightfully so. But 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 people people got upset because they were like, oh well, we have Drusi. We do have Drusi, but we just pointed it out. He's shy. He doesn't like maybe all this attention on him. I don't know. But from what we've seen, he's very to himself, with great style and an incredible taste of sports vehicles. Incredible supercars. <laughs> Incredible taste. Incredible taste. Now, uh, let's see. Maybe some other real quick touching points before we get into some European talk. Uh, let's see. We talked about is Wolf really in, in the hot seat? What were y'all's answers? Yes or no? Is he really in the hot seat? Yes? Neff? No. This club does not show me any type of ambition to get him out of here. Okay, fair. We stuck through him through season one, which, okay, whatever. Which is an one. expansion season, bro. Yeah, whatever. Any, any, anywhere else he would have been gone. And you have yes, to. Yes, you, yes, yes. Anywhere, yes, of course. And it doesn't matter. You're in you're MLS. One, you're two, it we're in matter. MLS. Gone. Period. And that's where I'm getting to. Because okay. it's MLS, he won't be in a hot seat for another three years. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't, I don't know three years. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> that is bold to say, bro. 
All right. Uh, my GNF with an incredible statement here tonight. Uh, what's next for Austin FC? We have Copa Tejas final versus FC Dallas. That's this Saturday away. Uh, again, if you're not traveling, join us at Walnut Creek Pub. But like I said, parking is going to be interesting. So carpool, Uber, Lyft. Uh, there's there's parking there, and then next door to the left, there's a place that we can park there as well. So there's more parking spots there. So, um, like I said, join us there at Walnut Creek Pub. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Live Twitter Space conversation after the match. We got microphones there. It's gonna be a real cool live scene. We're gonna have uh, photos being taken. Uh, we're gonna make cool reels out of it. So hopefully everybody has a good time. There's gonna be food and drinks there. So you can go eat there, and you can go and you can go drink there. So everybody's gonna have fun. Now, after that game, it's Seattle Sounders. I believe that game is at home. Nev, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Seattle Sounders at yes. home. They're fourth place right now. A bit in the mud, but they're still a top four team. And they have those kind of quality players that they can snap at any time. Anytime. Um, after that, we have New England. That is, a, that is away, correct? New England away. If I'm not mistaken, it is away. And then Portland at home. So from those four games, just real quick, uh, Eric, how many points does Austin FC take from those four games out of a possible 12? Three. Oof. Basically, if, if we take three points from the next four, we can kiss the playoff picture goodbye for at least the next four or five weeks. Thoughts, Neff? Uh, I don't want to agree. I don't see us getting more than that. No more than and three maybe points? maybe with three ties. And maybe with three ties. The way wow. we're going. That's what wow. I was Because, look, look I, I'm going to put it to you this way. Could this team, with the players that we have, with a change of attitude and just maybe a change of scenery, that's what a coach can do. Yes. A uh, new co- voice. The coach isn't changing. Um, yes, I see. Uh, yeah. But that's not okay. changing, so I don't see that changing either. Okay. All right, so how many, you said three points. Three points. Okay, um, follow-up question. If we win Copa Tejas, season saved? Hell no. <laughs> what is Copa Tejas? It's a trophy from no. the state. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't matter. A fan, a fan-created trophy. So, I'm so not asking. You, you I'm not really asking. Want, you listen, really brother. Wanna, listen, you bro. Want to brag listen, that you're bro. Listen, bro. Listen, bro. I'm, I'm That's not what you asking. You, about. I'm not asking you for a history lesson on Copa Tejas. I'm asking you a simple question. If if Austin FC wins Copa Tejas, which means that they're the best team in Texas, is the season saved? No. Okay. What if we make playoffs with Copa Tejas as well? Good season. If we make playoffs with Copa Tejas then, also. If we make playoffs. There might be some room. There's room. There's always a lot, lot more room for improvement. I, I don't even mention Copa Tejas. It's an afterthought. It, it shouldn't be even a, something to put on the season. That's kind of like saying that you win the preseason trophy. But it's not a preseason you're trophy. You're gonna sell. It's if, not if, a preseason trophy. If you're trophy, Tottenham, you're gonna celebrate it. Fair, fair. And fair, that's fair. the trophy of the year. Okay. Otherwise, right. okay. I, I don't want. I'm not a. I'm not a Tottenham. Okay, but okay, hold on. But real quick, just because you don't care about the Copa Tejas trophy, there's people out there that 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 do care about uh, it, and I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right you that you want to discredit it because it's still points over rivals that that you uh, need to yet that you need to get. Points. Yeah, I'm not gonna give a Mickey Mouse trophy that that big of importance. Okay, well, guess what? Points, okay, well, they, guess they what? Guess what? You just call the Mickey Mouse. People call the League's Cup Mickey Mouse, and look what that turned into. It's also a Mickey Mouse trophy. All right, fair enough. Uh, Eric, any take you have on Copa Tejas? 
Ah, Nev, I'm on your side, brother. Who's? <laughs> Nev's. It's, oh, okay. it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Who cares? It's right. like a little. Some people care. Some <laughs> people care. Just know that. Here's your participation trophy that you win, and then you're like, okay. It's funny. You know what? It's actually really funny because a lot of people that are saying all these things about Copa Tejas now, last season, when they had to celebrate it in that parking lot, oh, I, I remember the tweets. I remember everything. I remember everything. And now it's actually funny. Now, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't care about Copa Tejas, but last season. Different story, but you, I'm, just gonna, I'm, I'm just going to keep that to myself. You got to remember, I don't support. No, 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 I'm not. No, no, I'm not. I didn't mean you. I didn't uh, mean you. Yeah, my but, fault, my fault. I didn't mean you. I meant like other Austin FC fans. As, as a neutral, he's right. It's a Mickey Mouse cup. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. open, US Open and, and the other one, those are trophies that you guys need to be like, I want that. I need that. The, the Copa, okay. you've already won this little Copa Tejas thing. Like, you, what is it to everybody else? Nothing. It's kind of irrelevant. You know, it's just like an right. in-state type of thing. Right. So, but yeah, what those fans are doing right now about critiquing it now? God. And y'all are celebrating it last year? God. Oh, lots of people were oh. celebrating. I think even Neff was celebrating it last year. And, and look at his take now. Don't make Shambles. mistakes, buddy. Man, I don't, don't, I, don't I don't, I don't make mistakes. I am not going to celebrate something now. that should be a given. We should not be matter having fact, to fight to be better than Houston Dallas. and Dallas. Are you matter kidding me? Matter of fact, me? you were in Dallas. Yeah, you, you know what happened in Dallas? I went with you and I took you and we lost. So never again. That was a, never that again. was a that was uh no. the, that was the first Copa Unlucky Tejas. Charm. No? That was the first Copa Tejas. That's Tejas. the only one I've been to. Okay, that's the only okay. one I've been All to. Right. Never All again. All right. All right. Fun times. Fun times. I was actually in the press box for that one. Diego scored a banger goal. You remember that one? Oh yeah, banger, banger, banger goal, banger goal. That was for, that was season one stuff, right? Yeah. Expansion season stuff, right? Ah, oh, memories, bro, memories. Now, boys, we talked a lot about Austin FC. Anything else we can mention before we get into some European talk, just real quick? Just those last 15, 20 minutes of the game just kind of reminded me like a Rocky movie, but where Rocky doesn't get up. Okay, that's funny. That's, that's, that's a good one. He's, that that's all it was to me. It was like, yeah, they could, he kind of they started throwing some punches and then just just they didn't get up. Or like an Indiana Jones movie, but he ends up getting rolled over by the big rock when it's coming down. Basically, Indiana Jones, yeah, basically. There's, there's no treasure, yeah. Or like Titanic, but instead of it sinking, it makes it to the destination, or no? No, they sink further. <laughs> oh, I don't think you can sink further. They went to the ocean floor. They'll find a way. All right, they found it this time. Fair enough. They could have gone into like a trench or like a, you know, something like that or whatever. We'll see. Uh, all right, Eric, depending on you now, mate, take us into one of the first European topics. Uh, we said that we were going to cut Real Madrid out today because we had a we had a big segment on it uh, in one of the last episodes. Now, um, take us into, let's see, can we start at the... West Ham game, just real quick. Dabble in that. What do you think? No, 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 no. Take us to Manchester. <laughs> take, take us to Manchester. Take us to please. Manchester and Spurs. Oh, dreadful game, mate. Dreadful game. Uh, yeah, two-nil loss. Uh, big ups to Spurs. They finally broke the five-game winless streak against United. Last time they beat United was destroying us six to one during COVID season. Uh, 
it's just it's just embarrassing from 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 a United fan point. From from Mason Mount, it's just embarrassing watching him play how he plays. It's all it's all over the place, um, and it's laughable. It's literally laughable as a United fan. It's laughable how he just doesn't know how to help Casemiro, one of the goats of the CDM, leaving him alone. It's it's sad. Uh, money spent on Anthony, dreadful, no striker. It's just it's just the whole mess. And question, bro. Question, question, mate. Real quick, park the bus real quick. Talk to me about this whole handball situation going on because Bruno Fernandes, big crybaby, talking about, oh, the refs hate us. The refs have a whole agenda versus us. They should apologize to us, this and that. But Buddy needs to work on his headers. Buddy needs to work on his headers. I mean, complaining about the refs, but you make X amount of money. This is your job. And you look like not even a Sunday league. I'm going to call you a Monday league, brother. A Monday league indoor player. Monday league indoor. Thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, that was dreadful from him. It was sad. I honestly thought he was offside. So maybe he thought he was offside. And he's no, like, don't, no, don't, don't give me that crap. Don't give me that. Give him excuses, bro. That, that was don't give just me that crap. shameful. It that was, was penalty. It was a penalty 100% of the game. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And they say, oh, well, the, the shot was too quick. He couldn't react. Dude, you don't put your hands out like that. It's a pen. Yep. The game is a, it's a different game. United, in my, in, my, in my opinion, had the first half. Spurs dominated the second half. And if United would have been up by the halftime, it's a different story. And Bruno buries his goal. We get a pen. It's a different story. But at the end of the day, it, karma came back at us. No, we'll, we should have got a penalty this time. We don't get a penalty. So karma, you know, came back at us. Caught me crazy, bro. But that ball was probably going in. I know it's hard. Like it's, you know, it's hard to say, you know, because it got stopped early. But Garnacho put a bit of a bit of a whip in that ball. I mean, that ball looked like it could have it could have made at least the keeper work for it. At least do that. Um, now, real quick, I want to go into one of the next games. West Ham, Chelsea. Three to one. B is actually sick as a dog, so that's why he couldn't be here tonight on the Top Flight Pod, but he still has to edit it, so shout out my GB. Um, maybe he got sick because West Ham absolutely hammered them. Maybe three to one, West Ham gets the job done versus Chelsea. Uh, Aguert, minute seven. Mikael Antonio, 53. Lucas Paqueta with a little samba penalty, 95. But my highlight of this match was somebody that came onto the field. Moises. Machin. Machin. Edson Alvarez. West Ham desde la cuna. West Ham desde la cuna. Edson Alvarez. Machin. Neff, I know you feel the exact same way. Thoughts on that? Uh, it, was, it was a fun game to watch, to be honest. Uh, just Machin? Seeing how they react. Uh, yeah, Machin. No, he's, he's, a great, he's a great player, yeah. But... It was just fun to see other reactions, seeing West Ham, which a lot of people, I've seen a lot of uh, people putting them in in a top six conversation even. So, uh, okay. hoping, hoping for the best. I don't have a Premier League team per se, uh, but, oh, man, I, I'm sorry, I was so happy to see United lose. I'm so, so happy. Harsh. Uh, for the greatest team, uh, take the hate. Harsh. Oh, that's fine. That's still great to see you guys lose. And yeah, that seeing Chelsea, man, you, you would have thought 
they would have at least had some pride. Honestly. Oh, for sure. Now, uh, real quick, some results around the league. Nottingham Forest, they beat Sheffield United 2-1. to one. Uh, Luton Town versus Burnley, that game was postponed. Liverpool beat Bournemouth 3-1, to one, even though Liverpool picked up a red card. Wolves won Brighton 4. Brighton, first place, bro. Mitoma? 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 Baller. Mitoma, bro. Real Madrid. Real Madrid, coño. Real Madrid, coño. Yeah, Mitoma on the right. Hey, maybe we can get Ethan Finley. Oh, y'all think I'm playing too. Y'all think I'm playing too. Your mic, please, please shut that. All right, all right. Hey, show, hey, show some respect, Ethan Finley. All right, Brighton to four Ethan, to one versus to Wolves. Ethan, all the respect in the world to you, my boy. Wow. Not with that. Wow. wow. In, incredible on, scenes. Brentford beat Fulham three nil. Another red card for uh for for for, for that game. Fulham gets that one. Tottenham 2-0 versus Man United. We just talked about that game. City beats Newcastle, my team in the EPL this season. The Magpies, they lose versus City 1-0. Aston Villa 4-0 versus Everton. Like we said, West Ham chops down Chelsea 3-1. And Arsenal today with a red card still. They beat Crystal Palace 1-0. So, uh, real quick, some standings in the EPL. I know it's very early. Well, we got top four race. Brighton in first with six points. City in second with six points. Arsenal with six points as well. Brentford with four. Liverpool in fifth place with four. Tottenham in sixth with four. West Ham with four as well. And then we get to eighth place Newcastle with three points. Relegation zone, we got Everton in bottom last with zero. Wolves 19th place with zero. And Burnley with zero points as well. So, uh, real quick. what Chelsea? Chelsea is... Uh, they're in 15th. Okay. They got... They got one point. They got one point. Now, uh, real quick, boys, uh, touch up on touch up on Jude. Shout out to Jude. I don't want to spend a lot of time on Real Madrid. Just Jude Bellingham. He gets uh, a goal in this game, and he is absolutely no. He got two. He got a brace. He got a brace. Thank you, Niff. He got a brace. Uh, the last uh, the last two games, he has three goals. Two three games, two. three goals. Yeah. Three and two. Uh, you love to see it, Niff. Any any uh, words? Any thoughts on Jude Bellingham? Man, it was like I said last time, man's the real deal, and just, I'm just so happy to be able to see him in a Madrid jersey. Yeah, it's good. He he's almost he's almost masking the fact that we need a, a number nine, and it's gonna hurt later on in the season. Oh, it so is. We're gonna need the number nine, but but right now right now it's uh he he he's doing I don't know how or why, but he he's doing a hell of a job. Typical Real Madrid, uh, cover up one thing with uh, success. You know what I'm saying? Like, cover up the failure in La Liga with three Champions Leagues back-to-back. Cover our failure to replace oh, just Benzema. Three, just three Champions Leagues. Just three, right? Just three. Cover the yeah, Benzema sure. absence with Jude Bellingham. Now, Eric, I want to get your take on this question. Um, is it fair that people are already comparing Bellingham to Zinedine Zidane? Is that fair? Listeners of the Top Five Podcast, I repeat, I am not a deluded Real Madrid fan like my two friends here. Okay? Oh, wow. Okay. That's me with three Champions Leagues. Cal- wow. Calma. Calma. Wow. Calma. He's okay. 19. Let him get older. Let him beef up and become a beast. Yeah. Yes, congrats. He's, he's great, but. Fair. Calma. 
May you you are you are saying calma to a player that's already the best player in the Bundesliga. I don't think it's calma anymore. I think it's pedal to the metal, bro. It's a lot of pressure. He's a, he's a youngster. He's it young. is a lot of pressure. It is. Like, well, look, have, you, have you guys seen his press conference? I, I actually have not. They asked him, uh, what makes him what makes him better, right? Or or something like that. And he said, I'm ten times the player I was last year. A player that answers you something like that in just a simple press con- uh, press conference after the game, that shows you the mentality that this guy's had. Chris, Chris mentality right there. He has killer mentality, and this guy, okay. this guy is going for it. I I know it might be hard for people to watch him in a Madrid jersey. I yeah. know it's hard for people in Spain. Okay. But you know, at oh, the end okay. of the day, yeah, he chose sure. us, and we can afford him. So. Yes. Now, Neff, real quick before we go on to some other results in La Liga. I had somebody tell me that you doubted this Real Madrid before the season started. Is that true? Did you doubt Real Madrid? I never doubt Madrid. I do have concerns. Okay. Uh, not having a number nine at the moment. Concerns you? Is is concerning. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, not having a viable right back is concerning. That's fair. Uh, not having Thibaut right now and Militao is concerning. That's fair. But never, never will I doubt Real Madrid. Okay, never. fair, fair, fair. Now, Real Madrid beats Almeria 3-1. to one. Goals from uh, Jude Bellingham. He gets a brace. And Vinicius Jr. with a beautiful little lob into the into the corner, which was a play between Barberde, Bellingham, finished off by Vini. So, I mean, this guy, Bellingham, just integrating himself to the squad just the right Everywhere. way that you want somebody to do it. Everywhere. Uh, now, via. Real beats Mallorca 1-0. Valencia beats Las Palmas 1-0. Uh, Celta de Vigo and Real Sociedad, they tie 1-1. Almería and Real Madrid 3-1. The win goes to Real Madrid. Uh, Athletic Club and Osasuna, they played. They both got red cards, but Athletic Club wins it 2-0. Los Vascos. Uh, Girona, they beat Getafe 3-0. Uh, Barcelona, the... Uh, the... Criminals of La Liga, allegedly, they beat Cadiz 2-0. Uh, they got they they got their win after a very interesting and 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 controversial first match of the season. Uh, Real Betis and Atlético de Madrid snooze fest 0-0, but that's pretty much uh, on brand for Athletic uh, de Madrid. They're a very boring team. Alaves and Sevilla 4-3. That was a seven-goal thriller. Alaves wins it. They beat Sevilla. And then Granada loses to Rayo Vallecano. Shout out to my G. Jordan. That's his team, Rayo Vallecano. They, they win 2-0. Standings in La Liga. Surprise, surprise. Madrid is first place with six. Rayo Vallecano in second with six as well. Let's see how long they can hold on to that. Valencia, third place with six points. You know they would. They love being there right now. Valencia has been in the mud the past couple of seasons. So them being there early on. Yeah, them being there early on, you know that they love it. And then Girona, City Group team, they're in uh, fourth place with four points. And then uh, Atletico de Madrid and Barcelona in European positions, obviously very early on, but we're just pointing it out. Four points, fifth and sixth place in La Liga. Uh, any surprises, Eric? Anything? Surprised, yeah. I mean, surprised that we're doing so well without a number nine. But who <laughs> knows how long that's going to last. And without our keeper, uh, <clears throat> we have Kepa. As our keeper, big worry there, you know. Uh, but like I told you before the season started, H, um, I don't see Madrid winning La Liga this year. Especially Oof. 
worse with the injuries that we got, it's a big blow. Come on. Okay. Vinny okay. is not... I don't know what's happening to Vinny right now. Maybe the fame is getting to his head. He's just... He doesn't look like last year's... It's, it's been a bit of a drop-off. It's been a bit of a drop-off. But, okay, Neff, I, I, I take it back. Neff is not the, the, the doubter. The doubt is coming from Eric here in the the, the top flight podcast for Real Madrid. I see us winning this uh, this this league. I don't know. Now, just real Not quick, winning we... it would be a crime. Okay. Uh, before we end the pod, want to close it out with some Serie A talk, just real quick. They had their first match today in Napoli. Uh, they went three to one against Frosinone. Uh, Verona beats Empoli one nil. Florentina beats Genoa four to one. Inter beats Monza two nil. Roma uh, they tie against. Salernitana 2-2, two two. Sassuolo, they lose to Atalanta 2-0, Lise beats Lazio 2-1, La Juve, they beat Udinese 3-0, and then Milan, they beat Bologna 2-0, uh, Torino and Caligari, they tie 0-0. Now, the Milan and Bologna game, very important because Captain America, Pulisic got to go. Minute 21, Pulisic gets to go. You know that the USA fans are celebrating it. Uh, Mr. PR, Mr. Uh, Mr. McDonald's, Mr. Hershey's, Mr. America, Christian Pulisic, you know, getting that goal for uh, the Serie A. Now, before we close out tonight's space, also just a bit of a shout to the FCTO team. They tied their match against, uh, what was it, the Vancouver team? They tied uh, in regular time, but in the PKs, they ended up losing. Damian lost. He gets to save in the PKs, but ultimately at the end, Vancouver gets the extra point. Uh, shout out to them, though. They're still in a playoff position. They're one of the best teams in the West. Not worried about them. Very interested to see what two players are going to come up to the first team. We already saw CJ Fadri. He's yet to get those minutes that we want him to get, but Bino impressing a lot. Bino is impressing a lot. And there's there, there's been rumors that he's been impressing Rolaboro as well. Rolaboro has been taking uh, he he has been taking note of some good players in this FCTO team. So I don't know how long it's going to take, but Rolo is paying attention and Bino is on his list. So on that note. We'll close out the Top Flight podcast, and uh, we'll see you soon, everybody. Watch party coming up at Walnut Creek Pub. Details coming this week. We will be released to the public, and hopefully we'll see you all there. Boys, anything you want to close out with? Uh, I, oh, go ahead. <clears throat> uh, I, I just want to say I'm happy for Isco. Isco, two back, back-to-back Man of the Matches with uh, Betis. One of my favorite players. Love to see that for him. And uh, as well, invite everybody on Friday, uh, 2.30 to Real Madrid's watch party against Santa Vigo. Uh, join us uh, to be part of the Real Madrid Peña. So always always nice to, to have all the Madrid fans gathered up in one place, support our guys. Nice. Eric? Uh, great pod. Austin needs to wake up. I'm going to be at the watch party repping this beautiful, beautiful jersey. You're not going to be let in. <laughs> Tell you right now. But, yeah, man, you guys... Call in security. Oh, relax. I'll be there. You guys can cut me some slack, and then y'all can tell me what y'all want to tell me. But, yeah, man, great being with you guys. And, you know, let's go for more. Let's go for more. A uh, little bit of a longer episode, but I think we touched up on a lot of good things, and we got really good into a bit of the EPO and La Liga talk. Hopefully, y'all enjoy this episode. Hopefully y'all enjoyed this episode. I'm sorry, just as much as I uh, enjoyed recording it tonight. So thank you, Neff. Thank you, Eric, for being here. And hopefully next episode we'll be back in the studio. Hopefully Brian feels better 
and uh, Bali and Primo get sorted out. So have a good night, everybody, or have a good morning, or enjoy the rest of your afternoon. We'll see you soon. Thank you.